everybody. This is Dr. Phoenicia Mawepo coming back to you from Think Big Educational Services. And I would like to just talk to you about distance learning support for parents. I'm coming back from two different perspectives. So professionally, I'm a teacher, high school teacher. And so I understand, you know, what's going on in our distance learning. Um, I currently work for LAUSD here in Los Angeles. And also from a parent's perspective, because I have my own boys in this distance learning as well as their students in LAUSD. So I would just like to just share some tips on um, how to provide that support to the parents. I know our students um, are dealing with a lot, but our parents are as well because parents were thrust into this distance learning environment where they had to basically teach their own kids, right? Um, and sacrifice not being able to go to work and or maybe some parents had to work and had to find somebody to watch their, watch their children while they were um, doing homeschooling as well. So I would just like to just share some things that I've noticed over these past 10 months as we were thrust into this in the springtime and we had to come back into it in the fall. And so I would just like to just share some things to you on what can you do to support your child academically and not just academically, but mentally and emotionally and all of that. At, at the same time, how to support you as a parent, because it's a lot on the parent as well. And I think like, as we all saw over social media and different things, we saw the memes and all the videos, TikTok videos or all the whatever avenues there were platforms of parents just saying that they really appreciated teachers <laughs> uh, for all that we do in the classrooms and everything that we had to put up with, you know, over the years when it came to educating their kids. So now it's been reversed to where the parents is on the opposite end and they're like, okay, well, I don't know how to do this and that and, and all this kinds of things, that's, uh, all these tech tools and all this stuff. So let me just try to provide some ease to our parents to let you know that we're all in this together, right? So tip number one, one thing that you can do that can help your, your situation is to just create a space in your home for your students to work and for you to work as well. Because I know a lot of parents are at home working alongside their kids. And so what we did here in our house, because uh, my husband is home working um, as well. And so um, our house is it's not as big, but we all found a space in the home to work. So one son is in the room. We have my husband and another son in our bedroom um, working. And another son is at in the dining room and then I'm in the living room. So we're all trying to be spaced out. And I think that helps uh, help some for, for us to kind of be separated um, on that end. But for parents, those of you who may not have that type of um, setup, one thing that you can do is maybe have that child right next to you or your, your um, children somewhere where they can have some type of space to call their own while they're trying to navigate the distance learning and try to limit 
as much distractions as possible. Sometimes that's hard to do because if you're in a household with multiple people, um, the distractions are, are, are going to be there. But if we could just limit those distractions to, to help. And I know sometimes as parents, we get, it can be frustrating, right? Because you may not understand the curriculum or the, um, the different things that's out there that the teachers are providing. But that doesn't mean that you can't communicate that to the teacher and let them know how, how can they provide you that support. Um, I know there's been like, if you're as a parent and you need, you don't have a desk or anything like that for your child to sit at, there's organizations out there who are providing, um, who are donating desks to uh, families that are in need. So um, this is cause for just a little bit of research, but there are, they are out there that can provide a desk uh, for you, for your child. And even maybe for you too, you know, um, so that you guys can have just that comfortable atmosphere where you can learn. Tip number two, get an understanding of the tech tools from your teacher's parents. I know with the ele- on the elementary level, there's Seesaw and all these other um, tools out there that platforms that the teachers are using, it it doesn't hurt for you to say, hey, and and ask the principals or the parent organizations on the the campus, the PTAs that can do virtual um, trainings for parents. So that should be available to parents to provide that support. There was plenty of parent trainings or or there should be more, I should say, more parent trainings on how to access or how to uh, troubleshoot if you have an internet problems or what you know or or any kind of uh, tech issues at the home. I know on the high school level we use um, the through LAUSD we use Schoology. So, but parents also have access to that if they are connected to their parent portals. So most schools or if not all schools have some kind of parent portal where you can have that access to your child's work, their attendance, their um, everything. I know through Schoology, as a parent, I know that I can go on there and I see all of my my boys' um, classes. I can message their teachers. I can see if they have been doing their work. And Lord knows, Sometimes they were missing work. And so that gave us the opportunity, my husband and I, to be uh, hold them accountable. Like, hey, you didn't do this um, assignment right here. Why did you not do it? Or make sure you get that done. It has a zero right here. Get that done. So it allows you to just see what, what your child sees on their end. And as a parent, you can hold them accountable for them to be responsible uh, for the, getting their work done. And so parents, it's um, very important that you understand the different tech platforms that's out there. And if you do have any questions about it, make it known to the teachers, um, email them and, uh, and the principals, email them so that they can know what's going on 
And I know a lot of schools, especially within our district, had town hall meetings or coffee with the principal or some kind of platform where parents had that opportunity to talk and voice their concerns. And admin on their end are responsible to um, meet your needs. Okay, so whatever those those needs are in a reasonable um, manner to meet your needs. So. Don't hesitate to reach out and understand all the tech platforms that's out there that your teachers are using because it can be broken down for you to understand and opportunities for you to ask questions and just get the understanding. Tip number three, parents, is to um, hold your student accountable in completing their assignments. I know on the elementary level, um, parents are maybe more hands-on because you have to be right next to them or get them trained enough to where they can do it on their own. But for the most part, elementary parents are right there with their um, son or daughter on Zoom with the teachers going through the different platforms that they're using and, and the, all the assignments. But on the middle school and the high school levels, parents may not necessarily be there because most parents still have to work. So they're entrusting their students to be home and to do their work. So again, the best way to hold your student accountable is to check your check their Schoology or whatever platform in your state or your school district is using to make sure that they're doing their assignments. Um, and I'm not saying that you know, it was all perfect on our end as uh, a parent educator because <laughs> our one of our sons just he needed to be more responsible um, in completing his assignments. And so regardless of the fact that we're distance learning and our students can't adjust or some of them it's hard to, for them to adjust emotionally and and um, and psychologically just connecting um, online. But at the same time, this is our reality right now. And so it's just getting them to understand that at the end of the day, this is your education. Nobody's going to do this for you. You have to do this. Um, this is not the ideal way we all thought or could have imagined our schools to go. And it's not that virtual learning hasn't existed. It's been out there. Online learning has been out there, but not as prevalent as it is right now. So it is still getting them to understand that this is their education and they have to do what they need to do to pass their classes. Just the bottom line, you know, you don't want to get left behind and fall behind. And I know a lot of our black and brown students are disproportionately um, receiving D's and F's, you know, during this time. But at the same time, we have to, as a parent, hold them responsible for completing their work. Even if they are resistant, they still need to do it. And providing them that support through tutoring or any other resources that's out there. I know the libraries, the LA Public Libraries, they have a 24-hour resource available for tutoring in all subjects. Every subject, you can sign up through your, your LA Public Library for all subjects for tutoring. And there, there is available and not to mention just your own schools, you know, check with them on the different tutoring um, opportunity that, that's out there. Which leads me to the tip number four, which is communicating consistently with, your, with the teachers. Communication is going to be key, everybody, during this distance learning. Many times this over this, um, this fall semester, 
um, students waited last minute or parents waited last minute to communicate to us they had a problem. And so the key is to communicate right away if you're having tech issues or you need a laptop or because the, all of those things are available for each and every one of our students, Wi-Fi, hotspots, and laptops or iPads, depending on if it's elementary or, or the upper, the secondary level. But that is available and communication is key. So communication can be in a form of emails, you know, parent portals. Any other form of uh, participating in coffee with the principals or I cannot tell you how many Zoom meetings I've been in just throughout our district on levels of support. We had the African-American parent support that I uh, was able to attend a couple of those Zoom meetings. We had other types of support that was just out there and networking parents, you have to network with other parents. And sometimes you may like, well, this is distance learning. How can I meet people? The way that you can meet people is through the Zoom because the people who are presenting these panels and trainings, they'll provide their their emails or they'll provide a way to get in contact with them. I remember being on um, the African-American support throughout our, I think, District West. We had, um, I saw people on there that I knew or that I um, met before, and it was just like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm glad that I see you on here. Um, can I email you sometimes if I have any questions? So that was really good um, to see the connections on there. And so especially for our um, Black and Latinx um, communities, we need, we need that support because we seeing that, and it's all over all the um, – the data is out there of our students not doing well during this distance learning and even prior to distance learning. So it's just escalated and it's continued to surge if we don't, as parents, do something about it and not feel like we don't have anybody out there to support us. So make sure you consistently um, communicate with your teachers because it's also leading into the springtime. We just found out yesterday the distance learning agreement between UTLA and LAUSD has been extended uh, because of the surge and everything that's going on with the COVID cases. So we will be back into distance learning in the springtime. So parents, I really just encourage you to make sure that you reach out to your teachers and, uh, and your admin if you're having any questions or issues or anything like that, or you need that support with your children. And then the last thing that I would like that's really, really important um, above all of this is to me is a wellness check-in for you as a parent and for the student because all the stress and all the um, anxiety and all of that impacts us mentally, emotionally, and physically. Parents, I want to encourage you to do self-care um, you might be thinking, well, Dr. Phoenicia, I don't know. I, I just be so busy. I, I just don't have the time. I just, by the time I get home, I got to do this and this and that. But you are not going to be any good to anyone if you are not taking care of yourself. And so um, during this time, what I've been able to do uh, from a parent's perspective and a teacher, because I'm, like I said, I'm teaching all day as well from doing lessons and, and 
extended hours. You know, I'm going into the evening time, um, which I try not to because I feel like at a certain point I need to have my my home life separated from my work life, if that makes sense, um, even while during this distance learning. So at night, my husband and I have over the since the quarantine, well, prior to this, I was going to yoga works um, um, doing restorative meditation, restorative um, um, yoga and all that on Saturdays. But when all the pandemic hit, I start, I canceled my membership. And so we just started doing YouTube videos, free yoga. Vi- I'm back to free, y'all. I always believe, check what's, see what's out there for free first <laughs> before you um, pay for anything. So we do our, um, yoga reg- our, our yoga routines um, nightly, um, at least four times a week. Um, even if it's like 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever, because you need that rejuvenation for your body. And when I don't do yoga, my body, my body yells at me basically like, you know, you should have been doing something because <laughs> I'm all stiff and me and me and my husband, Larry, we all stiff and our body aching or something like that. So our body know when we don't do yoga, it's, it's going to um, basically uh, tell us off. And so, but when we do it, I feel like a sense of uh, relaxation, a sense of calm. And one thing, parents, that I did with my students, um, my team, um, my team uh, for homeroom, we're over all of our 11th graders. And so what we decided to do on Mondays, since it's that flexible schedule on Mondays, um, it's only like a support time for our students, we decided to do meditation. And so we'll find like a quick five minute, 10 minute meditation video and just share that with our students just to get them to relax and to calm because of the amount of stress and anxiety, because the population of students that my school serves is predominantly Latino. We have a small percentage of um, African-American students. The majority are our Latinx students. And so we have so many students that either have to go to work during this time to help out with their families. Um, they had to take care of siblings while parents are at work and they're trying to navigate their classes with um, trying to help their younger siblings in their classes. So um, a lot of our students became so, you know, quote unquote parents during this time as well, helping out their family. So for me as a teacher, I didn't want to add like, more stress onto our students, unnecessary stress of, of all these assignments and all this work. I felt like it should should be a balance. So parents, when you're taking care of yourself, it's important to also see that your student is taking care of themselves as well, uh, mentally as well, emotionally, because a lot of our, the, the one of the reasons we believe that a lot of our students wasn't doing work um, and this is just my opinion, is just that they wasn't emotionally attached to it. A lot of the work was busy work. And so it wasn't relevant to their lives and what they're going through. So what I tried to do was come up, I actually asked my students, like, what topics do you guys want us to, um, do you want me to build curriculum around so that we can discuss? Because I teach English, I teach AP Lit, and I teach um, American Literature for 11th grade and um, English 9 for our ninth grade. So each class, I asked them, 
what are some topics? What are some things that you want to discuss? And one of them was teen health. Teen health was that encompass mental and emotional and physical. So we read different articles. One thing that I started to do on Mondays, apart from the meditation with my homeroom class, with my other classes, I did motivational lessons. I'm currently reading my book and I will use that book to build lessons around. So currently I'm reading and I would just want to encourage the parents that if you looking for ways to just personally grow during this time of just supporting and building yourself up and helping your, your child through this whole distance learning, I'm currently reading John C. Maxwell, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. So I use this book for my motivational lessons for my students. And I teach that every Monday during um, the distance learning. I'll be continuing that during the spring. And it's helping me, not just as a teacher, but it's helping me as a parent grow and just as an individual grow. So I want to encourage you to read that book, parents, and um, you'll be really just, it just makes you be transparent. The 15 laws that John Maxwell goes over and the last one, the I was on chapter four talking about the law of reflection. And this time during the, the quarantine or the stay at home or whatever that we're under, it's been a lot of reflection time. <laughs> it's been a lot of time to just reflect on myself as a as a teacher, myself as a parent, myself, myself as a wife, myself as a, a leader within our church just every aspect of my life, a time of reflection. And so parents, I want to just encourage you to just take some self-time in any way you can get it, even if it's just going to Starbucks and getting you a, a latte or a, frapp- a frappe. My, my favorite is the frappe from um, McDonald's, the caramel frappe. When I just get that, I just feel like, okay, cool. This is something that that I have that I could just sip on for a minute, kind of relax me and just do the things that I need to do. So and also parents, it's, it's, I talked about yoga um, as a physical and but yoga em- actually embraces all of the physical, emotional and the mental. But any any type of activity you can do as a parent, maybe you need to go walk outside, go walk around the corner, go to your local park, do something to take care of yourself and then your students too. There's been probably what we probably all need to do is just check our vitamin D levels because we're all inside. Uh, Most of us, you know, if we're working at homes, we probably need to step outside more, you know, get that natural vitamin D from the sun and our students as well, because, all that Zoom time and all that screen time can affect you. So we want to make sure that there's balance, right? In, uh, in every area uh, every area of our lives, we need balance. And so um, do these check-ins and set some kind of routine. I, I know when we got, when the dis- distance learning happened, we all of our schedules just kind of got, we were all staying up late, we were eating, um, I guess what they call COVID eating or quarantine eating or something like that. You know, we just doing all the, all these extra stuff, but make sure that um, we 
take care of the things that we need to do during this time and our students. And it's very important that you set a routine, still have that that routine that you need to just provide some structure and some organization in, in your lives and your life. And in that, that child's like, maybe you need to get up early and uh, cook breakfast. Like I get up, I cook breakfast for all of us before we all get online and um, do what we need to do. And then um, make sure that, you know, you have that, that those breaks in between. I know with the schedules, we have breaks. I know on the high school level, we have conference periods. So that's my time to get all my grading done and doing the things that I need to do. So parents, for you, I know sometimes as a parent, uh, we get knocked off those routines, but it's, it's very important to come back into it so that it can provide some kind of consistency um, in your life and in that um, your child's life. Another thing would be to just make sure that everything that you're doing as a parent, you know, it's not in vain. It's hard, it's tough, but just know that there's areas to grow. I see this time right now. I know everybody has different opinions about, you know, what we're going through. And I, and I, and I know the safety of it is to stay home, but I look at it as a metaphor of my family in a cocoon right now. This is our cocoon. And in our cocoon, we're growing. We're um, shedding things off that, that need to come off. We're, we're seeking opportunities. More opportunities are coming our way. And we're having a clearer vision. I know when every 2020 started, it was like, oh, okay, 2020 vision. You still need to cultivate the vision while you're in the cocoon. You still need to know that there's opportunities out there in the midst of staying at home. So when I started, my husband and I, we, when that metaphor came to our spirits about being in a cocoon, that was what kind of um, helped me to get through this. So that I know that at the end, when that cocoon is shed, when that cocoon is shed off of you, when we're able to not necessarily go back to normal, but we're going to be better than we were before. I think that transitioning from um, one thing to another is always beautiful. When you think of a caterpillar in that cocoon, when it comes out, it becomes this beautiful, colorful butterfly. And I, and I believe that that's the metaphor for us right now is that when we come out of this, that there is something beautiful waiting on the other side. And so I just wanted to share that with our parents to know that you're not alone. We all in this together. And I really appreciate the fact that as parents, yeah, we have a greater responsibility, but we are cultivating and nurturing our kids during this time and trying to keep them on the right track and and instilling in them the responsibility as well of taking care of themselves emotionally, mentally, and physically and finding those resources and those coping strategies that's needed during this time. The coping strategies is important because so many people tend to fall off 
and um, in negative ways. But when you have some strong coping strategies and some foundation, you're able to um, get through it, no matter how tough it is, you know, because we're all human and we all need that human connection. So parents, I hope this was um, helpful for you. And knowing that you got this, you can do this, reach out to your teachers, communicate, um, seek the help and knowledge that you need to make your child's education doable during this uh, distance learning experience. Episode two, done. 